Good morning, everybody. There will be a day when we all come together, but today is not that day. Uh, welcome to It's a Religion. Uh, this is the podcast that seeks to encourage folks with scripture, encourage folks in the way of truth, the one true God and uh, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, discuss events in this life from that perspective, from the perspective of faith, um, which uh, a lot of folks don't get into. Um, You might hear it in a church as a message, but from the pundancy out there, it's usually from a secular perspective. Um, But we are coming to you. uh, My name is Ehud, son of Dennis, and uh, you can reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. And uh, we are coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic not democracy. The Democrats seem to have forgotten that it is a democratic republic. It's a republic, not a democracy. To the republic for which it stands, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And we took a big step yesterday towards uh, justice for all again because uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was not ramrodded into uh, jail for defending himself from an attack by a guy with a skateboard and another guy with a gun when uh, a place called Kenosha not far from where I live um, was going nuts because of some uh, media driven uh, angst against a black guy getting shot when this gentleman resisted arrest and just like a lot of them, you know, when you see this stuff, I remember the one down in, I think it was St. Louis maybe, or down, it was in Atlanta when a lot of this unrest was going on prior to uh, the election last year. And uh, and uh, the there was a guy down there that stole a taser from the cops and... Uh, Basically, was beaten on him a little bit, and then he pushed himself out and started running away, and they shot him. And everybody went nuts over that. And I'm like, what planet do you people live on? You know, if the guy submits to the arrest, he's in the cop car and going going down to the wherever they book him, and he's alive and well. So, you know, it really is amazing the level of, uh, myth, you know, you talk about misinformation. Um, and there's one, one side of the equation that is more than happy to misinform, to misapply, to misrepresent things, and then claim the other side is doing that. And folks that don't have an objective truth, that don't have a, uh, something that they adhere to in terms of objective truth some someone that they ascribe their lives to like the lord jesus christ who is my king can very easily circumvent the truth can very easily misrepresent things and i think that's what you see going on in our society today you have godless faithless people especially in our our mainstream lamestream media 
who want to misrepresent things to either drum up uh, angst, drum up um, controversy. Because frankly, coming on the news and going, hey, everything's great today. You know, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? That doesn't sell. That doesn't get people to watch. And so part of it is that, the fact that they're in business to make money too instead of just report the news. Now they're trying to gin up uh, controversy, you know. And I, it cracks me up. One of the first things I saw, there was a, I don't know, one of the feeds that I pay attention to uh, after the Rittenhouse trial um, was completed. Um, right away, MSNBC was talking about how this was justification of white supremacy or this was justification of conservative values being able to just kill people at random and it had nothing to do with it if you watch watch this thing this kid was up there helping out trying to trying to do what's right trying to protect a business and then you know got caught up in this thing and you know this guy's coming after him beating him with a skateboard and you know for him to get blamed for you know shooting this guy when the guy should have i mean the guy's got a rifle. What are you doing chasing him and trying to beat him with a skateboard? It makes no sense. And it doesn't sound like, you know, that guy was the nicest of guys either. He had um, prior convictions and things like that. And, <clears throat> you know, the media is trying to make this a racist thing, you know, white against black. And they've been playing that forever because that's how Democrats roll. That's how they try and maintain their power. You know, they want people of certain skin color to vote for them to say, hey, we're going to make it better. And all they do is make it worse. You look at Barack Obama. He had eight years to solve our racial problems in this country. And all he did was fan the flames and make it worse because that's all they know how to do. They don't know how to reconcile people because they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only one, and we're going to get into it a little bit in Matthew 5 today, um, that is going to cause peace on this earth. And it probably won't be this earth. It'll be the next one um, that comes down out of heaven at the end of time. So let's get into that. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 5. This is uh, what Jesus says, starting in verse 6. He says, Blessed are those, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is rightness with God. Not necessarily rightness with other men, but righteousness with God. Now that produces righteousness with other men. But it's you can't have righteousness with men until you have righteousness with God. For they shall be filled, he says. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And we don't see a lot of that in our society today. People are quick to judge. Uh, people are quick to condemn. Uh, people are quick to be offended instead of thinking about forgiveness and mercy. Um, blessed are the pure in heart. And again, we don't see a lot of that. We see people trying to circumvent God's will and the natural order of things um, in, in the objective ways in which God created everything. Um, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God 
and you know some could argue that that Mr. Rittenhouse was up there trying to to make peace, trying to keep people from causing damage, to keep people from um, hurting themselves. You know, when people uh, ransack places, when they steal from others, as you saw, you know these the looting that went on last summer, when these places were going crazy over over these supposed heinous crimes by the police. You know, and when you look into it, these guys either resisted arrest or pulled a weapon out or something like that. And, uh, you know, the media then drummed it up just to make it look as bad as they could. Even George Floyd, that whole thing. You know, the the, I, the guy should not have been sitting on his neck. I don't, I don't see any purpose or reason for that. But if that was procedure and if that was uh, typically the way that they do things, you know, I don't know. I mean, one could argue that that, that was just part of uh, the procedure. Now, the guy was obviously, and seems to me, died because he had a bunch of crud in his system, and it wasn't necessarily the guy um, kneeling on him. But it really doesn't matter because the optics were horrible, right? And perception is what's real nowadays because that's what Democrats want and godless, faithless people want. Um, blessed are they, now listen to this, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I, I'm hopeful that the folks on the side of the aisle that I fall on are in that camp, that, um, we are about what's right with God and considerate of that in all things. So, um, because I want to be part of the kingdom of heaven that will be established here on earth someday. You know, Jesus said his kingdom wasn't of the earth because his his folks would have been fighting for him. So think about that. Blessed are all of you when men shall revile you. And boy, do we get a lot of reviling on the Christian side of things nowadays, don't we? In the lamestream, mainstream media, right? The folks that, that again, I start from the standpoint they are not of faith. They are of their father, the devil, and uh, more than happy to to try and relegate Christianity to the, the scrap heap and say there's no purpose for it. So when in reality, it's the only thing that's going to create peace amongst people. You will never have peace without Christ. Never. Uh, you know, Satan is not one of peace. He's one of division. He's one of lies. He's one of sowing hatred and... Uh, so he says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. All of you are salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. All of you are the light of the world, the city that is set on the hill. Think about that. You know, he's encouraging his disciples to be the light of the world. And I think that light has been dimmed. Uh, because of the attacks and um, because of uh, weak, you know, I don't know how to say it, but Christians, churches who uh, ascribe to wokeness, who ascribe to um, social justice instead of righteousness, who ascribe to um, kind of anything goes because they're in it for the money or it's become a business and it's not about church and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the Father God in heaven. 
So he says, think that I'm not come to destroy the law, or I'm come to destroy the law of the prophets, and I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus Christ was the perfect fulfillment of the law of God. And so he was the perfect sacrifice, and that is why his blood was able to cover all of our sins and why we can put our trust and faith in that and what he did um, so that we might repent of our sins and follow him. So, uh, so all of you, I'm skipping down to verse 21, all of you have heard that it was said of them of old time, you shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a, without a cause, people tend to forget that verse. It doesn't mean you can't be angry with your brother, but if you're angry with him without a true cause. In other words, all this drummed up hatred nowadays, like for Kyle Rittenhouse, for Joe Biden to call him a white supremacist, he has no idea what the motivation of Kyle Rittenhouse is. Never met the kid, and yet he's able to sling that out there, um, I guess, like six, eight months ago when this first went down. And, uh, you know, it just it boggles my mind, but then it doesn't because I don't believe Joe Biden is a faithful Christian. You know, I think he exhibits that in the way he handles himself. Anybody who can say that abortion is, is okay that the body of that child um, should not have to accept a instrument of death coming inside uh, the place where it is um, being developed and killing it. You know, that is murder, period. So anyway, it says, uh, angry his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whosoever say to his brother Raka which has given him a hard time, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. And I really believe, again, you see a lot of that going on nowadays. The folks that, uh, the godless, faithless folks that are out there that uh, condemn Christianity, condemn the Lord Jesus through Christians, um, and calling them foolish or uh, homophobes, um, you know, whatever, whatever phobe you want to tack on there. Because they want a society that uh, is built on lies, is built on subjective truth, not objective truth. Um, but then he, he talks about agreeing with your adversary quickly while you were in the way with him. And then he says, uh, you shall not. Okay, and then he talks about committing adultery and how you need to, you know, our society is so full of crud anymore, too. And it's just... Um, it just makes me sad. Because um, I used, used to be one that, that I would say would should condemn myself for this. But, um, you know, our society is, is becoming more and more, you know, um, inherently evil in so many ways. And um, promiscuity is promoted and um, the divorce rates, what, over 50%, I think. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you know, I think one of them is so many uh, gals, you know, even mothers working outside the home and interacting with other men that aren't their husbands and, and things like that. It's, it's not a healthy thing. But anyway, um, so, but I say to you that whoever shall put away his wife, saving the cause of fornication, is, causes her to commit adultery. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on too. Oh, we just have irreconcilable differences. Well, that's not enough 
You know, you made a commitment. And that's the difference between objective truth and subjective truth. You know, objective truth says, hey, I made a commitment. I need to stick this out. I need to make it work. I need to, to do what's necessary. And a subjective truth would say, oh, no, you know, you guys just fell out of love, so go find something else. And marriage is just a trial, uh, trial exercise. Um, it's more like a doctor's practice, right? You're practicing being married. Um, if it doesn't work, you can go find somebody else to practice with. Um, it says, but let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more of these than comes of evil. So be committed to what you say. You know, if you say something, uh, be committed to that and, and be a man or woman of your word. So then he talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Um, but then he says, look, um, if any man sues you at law, take away your coat and let him have your cloak also. Whosoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him too. This is all about attitude. I don't necessarily think it's, he's trying to be quantitative here. Um, give to him that asked you from him that would borrow of you and turn not away. All of you have heard that it was been said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that all of you may be children of your Father which is in heaven, for he makes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if all of you love them which love you, what reward have all of you? Do not even the publicans do the same? And if all of you salute your brethren only, what do all of you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be all of you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, this makes me think of the this chant, Let's Go Brandon. And I heard the other day that some megachurch was doing that in church. And, you know, if that really means F. Joe Biden, then, you know, I question whether Christians who love God should be saying things like that and doing things like that. And, you know, I, I think of the statement in its... I have no problem saying let's go Brandon in the fact that I don't want Joe Biden to be successful. I don't want his his uh, faux presidency because he's not really truly the president um, because he was never elected. Uh, and so all these things that are going on, I don't want him to succeed. And so in that sense, when I say let's go Brandon, that's what I mean. And I don't, you know, it's... But that's that's our society, our divided culture right now. You know, people have no problem uh, raising things to that level. But we, as Christians who follow Jesus, should be praying for the media, praying for Joe Biden, praying for Nancy Pelosi, praying for these people that want to cause us harm, that want to do evil on our society, that they might see the spark, see the light that is there, and to do good to them when we have the opportunity. So that is a whole different take than what we see going on in our society today. Because even our side, the, the side that follows uh, the Lord Jesus, wants to, to speak out. And, uh, you know, that was a, an interesting dichotomy with President Trump. Um, he typically did not give people a hard time. Uh, he built people up all the time and didn't give them a hard time unless you were coming after him. But in that sense, from a Christian perspective, um, there's a lot better way you could have been doing that. And uh, instead of going back after them, you know, he could have done things like, hey, well, I'll be praying for you, Joe, um, to think differently. 
because, uh, you know, we don't see things eye to eye. And uh, you can give me the hard time all you want, but I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to, um, you know, it just there's ways in which you can handle things that will represent Christ in an honoring way toward him, which is right toward him. And that's what we should be about. And Lord knows I'm not good at it, not perfect at it, would like to be better at it. But uh, um, I believe that. So when uh, when you see what happened yesterday, uh, you know, the republic is still alive. And, you know, there's all these people protesting the Rittenhouse acquittal, which makes me sad. But again, we know why, because they're putting their faith and trust in something other than the truth. The truth was this kid defended himself against an attacker, a couple of attacker, attackers, and two of them are no longer with us. And the other guy said, yeah, I pointed a gun at him before he shot me. I mean, case closed. So the fact that they were trying to railroad this kid into prison, you know, for a lifetime for defending himself, is, it just shows you where part of this country's at, at this, at this, uh, at this juncture. So, um, yeah, but part of the problem was people were afraid that, uh, you know, people were going to be going nuts and breaking things and, and that's, you know, leftists don't care about other people's property. They don't care about, uh, they don't have a foundation for objective truth. Their truth is, um, you know, white people are evil in some cases. Their truth is um, the current uh, uh, society is evil. So therefore, we need to break it down and rebuild it. Well, what does that even mean? You know, you hear people say stuff like this, and that's my question. Well, what do you mean by that? And I guarantee you, 90% of the time, they probably can't tell you. Oh, we just need to get rid of the, the way things are done right now. Well, how are you going to rebuild it then? You have any idea how economics works? Um, you know, what are you going to do? You're just going to give every people money and nobody has to work? Uh, how is stuff going to get produced? You know, how are you going to have food on the table? And people don't think. They just get caught up emotionally, and that's what Democrats play on. They play on emotion. Uh, logic, reason, um, objective truth does not mean anything to people who don't know God, to people who are faithless and godless and have their faith in other men or themselves or um, some institution in this in this world um, so uh, but the house passed a massive social spending plan and uh, now we can all be assured that that's going to solve all of our problems isn't that great so here's an interesting one scientists are dumbfounded that COVID-19 barely exists in Africa hmm I wonder why that is 1.3 billion people. Africa is the world's second most populous continent, trailing only Asia, and it's the world's poorest. But despite the gap in resources, Africa has much less access to vaccine than places like America and Western Europe. The continent has experienced the second lowest number of deaths from the virus in any of the World Health Organization's six designated regions. Uh, what is prevalent in Africa? Can anybody tell me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. 
they're saying one factor may be age. The median age in Africa is around 18 years old. Well, that's probably part of it. But what else? A lot of these people, less than 6% of the population is vaccinated. You'd think scientists, you'd think people in these developed countries would get this, would start hearing stuff like this. A lot of folks over there have taken ivermectin, from what I understand, and, and these drugs that are cheap, that uh, help prevent um, uh, you know, things in your body that aren't supposed to be there. Right, and uh, they don't even once acknowledge that that could be a cause of you know and you know because they've experienced things like Ebola, polio, malaria. Malaria is one of the main drugs that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is taken to prevent. So, yeah, and this story doesn't it makes me sad. You'd think somebody, Dylan Hausman in uh, the Daily Caller would mention the fact that a lot of these people have taken that drug. And just like in India, there's a an area that that's all they've done is taken ivermectin. They have like nothing. And so we could defeat this thing if everybody would just get on the ivermectin bandwagon and take that along with some zinc and quercetin and uh, some natural antibiotics. And away you go. Um, it just... But this isn't about that, is it? It isn't about keeping people healthy. It isn't about um, doing what's right, right? Being right with God would be to give people the thing that's going to make it, make it go away and make them well. And that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a society uh, and societies around the globe, the world, okay? Again, you've got one side. And see, outside of America, you've got two things at work too. You've got people who want a global society, who want a global government, a one world government, and that's Satan's whole purpose. And again, the Bible talks about this. So, you know, and as a Christian, we shouldn't be that depressed about it because if it does happen, it just means it's closer to Jesus coming back. But until that time, you know, you've got divided countries. You see this in Australia. You see it uh, all these places where these lockdowns are happening, which make no sense. You're not going to prevent this virus from trying to lock people down. Uh, people weren't meant to be locked down, folks. So we're not cattle. We're not uh, um, sheep. We're not you know, rats in cages that you're trying to experiment on because that's what this vaccine is, an experiment. Ivermectin has a lot of uh, proven, has a proven track record. So does hydroxychloroquine. And yet people are not being uh, given the opportunity to get it. So, again, we know Rittenhouse got uh, acquitted yesterday. Thank God that they didn't railroad this kid into prison. Um, the liberal media, of course, melted down uh, as the Rittenhouse news. So you got five black people on five people that have darker skin color than me. Okay. On, looks like, CNN probably going nuts. And, again, I don't know what people have to said nothing to do with race nothing absolutely nothing the kid was up there protecting property and was just doing his thing so you know why people would uh would come to that conclusion but then you know just the opposite of what's going on in europe covid surge in europe shows critical need to vaccinate millions still not jabbed in uk sage expert warns and that's to me that's just that's one of the most pathetic statements i've ever heard means everybody over there should be taking ivermectin. 
just like they do in Africa. And guess what? This thing would go away. You'd never see it again. So, but even in uh, Sky News, the European news feed, they're talking about how divided we are as a country. And uh, I would agree with them. But it's not because uh, some people want this or some people want that. We're divided at a spiritual level. You know, some people put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, his principles, his precepts, his commands, and others don't. They put their trust in something else. There is only two things. So with that, I hear my wife making coffee in the background. So have a blessed day. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, let us know. Ehud at itsareligion.org. And we'll be happy to help um, get you some information on that and how to get to know him. So be blessed, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to 